for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. The key really to staying in revival in your own life and your success is basically continual change in your life, continual changing the way that you think and the way that you do things so that you're lining up more and more with the Word of God. The more you line up more and more with the Word of God, basically, the closer you end up being with God. I mean, it's easy, easier to walk with somebody that agrees with you than somebody that disagrees with you all the time. I mean, if you run into somebody that disagrees with you all the time, the last thing you want to do is, I mean, you're walking the other side of the street if you see them coming. It's because, you know, you're going to end up in another argument. So the more we get in line with God and understand God's ways and God's thoughts, the closer you will have your relationship with him. It takes more than just say, oh, God, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then act like a fool. You know, we want to line up with the kingdom of God, and we want to grow people up to be disciples. Say disciples. Right. How do you know if somebody's a disciple? You check their fruit. Right. Check their fruit. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, Philippians chapter 2. Look at verse 9. It says, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is what? Notice, he is Lord to the glory of the Father. Here it tells you that when Jesus was raised from the dead, basically at that time that someday every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus came, suffered, and died on the cross. He's now seated at the right hand of the Father. He is in the highest position of authority in the entire universe at this time. He sits far above all names, principalities, powers, demons, angels. He has authority in three realms, heaven, earth, and under the earth, and he has been given authority. Say authority. Now, we all know that we were born with dominion. We were all born with authority. Jesus came to get that authority back once Adam and Eve lost it. The word authority is basically the word exousia. Say exousia. exousia. And that means the right to command, the right to choose, and the right to enforce. So the dominion God gave you is basically for the right to choose, the right to command, and the right to enforce. Here it says Jesus Christ is Lord. Say Lord. Lord. Do you know what Lord means? Ownership. In other words, people say all the time, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Well, if he's your Lord, then he owns everything you got. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ is my Lord, but I ain't going to do that, Lord. I ain't going to do that with my money. I ain't going to do that with my car. I ain't going to do that with my stuff. Then he's not your Lord. So, so Jesus Christ is Lord. Say he's Lord. So he's a master. He's one to whom obedience is due. He has authority to command. He has the right to choose. All right, go to Acts chapter 2. We've been talking about your authority, and we're going to keep talking about what you have because your authority is what you need in order to grow up. Your authority is what you need to live in victory, to live on top, to stay on top, and to live the kind of lifestyle that's available to you through the cross. All right, Acts chapter 2, look at verse 36. It says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and what? Christ. Christ. Now notice, here we expand on that a little bit. We found out that Jesus Christ is Lord, which means he has authority. But now there's a very important information here. Here it says that Jesus basically was proclaimed not only Lord, but also what? Christ. Christ. Say Christ. Christ. 
All right, so Lord basically is what gave him authority. Lord's what put him in a position to right to command, the right to rule, the right to make decisions, the right to choose, because he has authority over everything in all three realms. But notice also he is also the Christ. Say Christ. The word Christ actually means the anointed one, the smeared one, the rubbed one, someone anointed with supernatural power. How many know he had it? Supernatural power in his life. So not only did he have authority, but he also had power. He had both things. Say authority. Authority. Say power. Power. Most of the church don't even know they have authority. The other part of the church don't know they have power. One thinks they got power but don't have any authority, and the others have authority and they don't have any power. Well, authority and power work together. That's the way God designed them, basically. So basically here, Jesus Christ has been declared both Lord and Christ. So he was given not only dominion and authority, but he was also given power. Say power. power. I right, go to Matthew chapter 8. It's all on how you say it. You can say power. You can say power. power. It's a difference between the two. Do you have power? No, I got power. It's all in the P. All right, Matthew chapter 8, look at verse 16. Talking about Jesus, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his and healed how many? All that were sick. So here we see Jesus in action. He's coming against people, or he's coming for people who are possessed. He's coming with people who are sick. And basically, he cast out these spirits. And how did he cast them out? With what? With his word. All right, go to Matthew chapter 12. All right, look at verse 28. Jesus said, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has... So here's given an example of what the kingdom of God, what happens in the kingdom of God. He says, if I cast out devils by what? The The Spirit of God. Now, which is it? Make up your mind, Jesus. You're casting them out with your word. Now you're casting them out with your spirit. Make up your mind. Which is it? Are you casting them out with your word? You cast them out with your spirit? Which one are you going to do? Well, notice it's showing you that both of them are essential in your life. Not only do you have the exousia, basically, which is the authority that you have, but you also have the dunamis power on the inside of you, which is the miracle-working power. So not only do you have authority, you also have power. Hallelujah. So Jesus here basically says you cast out devils, how? By the authority and the power, miracle-working power on the inside of you. All right, go to Luke chapter 9. Yeah, get the dust off them things this morning. Flip those pages. Luke chapter 9, look at verse 1. Then Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and over all devils and to cure diseases. So here's Jesus. He's saying, I'm going to get the heck out of here pretty soon, but I'm going to leave you something. I'm going to give you power, and I'm going to give you what? Authority. I'm going to give you the right to command. I'm going to give you the right to choose. I'm going to give you the right to enforce. I'm going to get you the right to make decisions. But I'm also going to give you supernatural power on the inside of you that goes along with your authority. And you're supposed to, with that stuff, it's over how many devils? All devils and to cure diseases. Look at verse 6. What do they do? And they departed and went through the towns doing what? Preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Notice, these people were so naive, they just did what Jesus told them to do. See, some of us are too sophisticated. We've been taught too much stuff. 
Jesus just said, go, take the, here's the power and authority. I put it on you. Go, you go out and start healing. And they were just so gullible, they did it. And the problem was it worketh. In other words, they didn't. Well, I wonder how this is going to work. I wonder if I really have authority and power. Oh, I wonder. I don't know. Eh, maybe I, I might have. No, I might not have. No, they simply believed it, went out and did what it did. And back then, now you've got to notice these weren't born again people. They weren't filled with the Holy Ghost. They were operating in the word of God and Jesus' anointing that he put on them. And they were going around doing exactly what Jesus did, basically. But they were doing it with authority. And they were also doing it with something called power. So here's the disciples back in that day before they're born again. So they had authority and they had power. Now, how many know that Jesus could have gave them authority and power and they could have never went out and did anything if they wanted to? But how many know that didn't mean they didn't have authority and power? It just means they did not use the authority and power that they had, like much of the church. Come on. Same thing. People don't know they got authority and power. They're not going to use it. But Jesus here says we've got authority and we've got power. Now you can equate this to the natural realm basically. You have people in the natural realm who have basically authority. You have policemen. You have your boss. You have government officials and they have symbols of their authority. A policeman wears a uniform. Why? Because he has authority. He has a badge. Why? Because he has authority. He has stripes on it showing how much authority that he has. These are all symbols basically to tell others that this person has authority. They have a right to enforce obedience. They have a right to command. They have a right to rule. And they have a position because of the uniform that they have. So a policeman, we all know, has a right to rule, to command, a right to enforce the law. And he's been given a place of jurisdiction. Say jurisdiction. Um, you know, a police officer from Port St. Lucie, Florida, if he goes on vacation to Ohio, he does not have the power and authority up in Ohio because he has a jurisdiction. That jurisdiction is right here in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And once he steps outside that jurisdiction, basically he loses his power and authority because he's no longer in his jurisdiction. Are you following me? Uh, a, a pilot on a plane, basically, who's flying a plane, has the right to command. He has a right to enforce. He is in charge of his ship. He has authority and power on that plane. But if he gets off that plane and gets on somebody else's plane, then he's lost all that authority and power he no longer has. A ship captain on a ship has power and authority. He's in control. But once he steps out of his jurisdiction, jumps on a plane to go someplace, he no longer has power and authority because he's outside his jurisdiction. Well, as believers, we have been given not only authority, but we'd also given power when the Holy Ghost came upon us. But we have a jurisdiction. Say jurisdiction. jurisdiction. Your jurisdiction is the kingdom of God and the word of God. As long as you're in line with the word of God, you're in your jurisdiction. Every time you step outside the word of God and believe something else or say something else or operate in something else, you lose your authority and you lose your power in that situation. Because basically, you gotta, when you find out the Bible, everything's been guaranteed to us. Prosperity has been guaranteed to us. Health has been guaranteed to us. Joy has been guaranteed to us. Peace has been guaranteed to us. All these things have been guaranteed to us. But we have to use our authority to receive these things by the power that's on the inside of us. And you're never going to do it in disagreement. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? They can't. So what do we want to do? We want to stay in line with the Word of God. We want to stay in our jurisdiction. We don't want to get outside of it in unforgiveness. We don't want to get outside of it in fence. We don't want to get outside of it in unbelief. We don't want to be saying things out of our mouth that are not lined up to what God has already told us to do. And many times this happens when a, it's a spirit sometimes, sometimes a spirit of like defeat comes on you. All at once, you know, well, nobody loves me. Nobody cares. I gave out three Christmas cards. I've gotten one half of one back. It's all that came in the mail. This is just so bad for me. It's just so terrible. I mean, no, now you're outside the jurisdiction because you're in victim rather than victor. 
See, and your authority only works in victor. The power on the inside of you only works on victor. So we've got to stay in line with the word of God. I mean, you know, if a policeman gets outside his legal rights, let's say he stops somebody. He pulls the guy out of the car, beats the heck out of him, throws a back car and drives off. How I many you know he can't do that? That's not what he's supposed to do because it's against the law. Well, we deal with spiritual laws that basically God has given us. And when you step out from under the word and agree with the symptom, agree with the problem, agree with the lack, agree with everything else that's going in your life other than that, basically the anointing cannot go to work in your life to back up the authority that you have. See, these two things go together, authority. And this is why we've been talking about your ID, your identification. I mean, we've talked about last week, we, we talked about Enoch and you finding out who you are and believing who you are. This is why what you think of yourself is key because what you think of yourself and what you declare with your authority out your mouth releases the power on the inside of you to fulfill what's coming out your mouth, which gives you really nothing to do with it. All I'm going to do. So when I learned that I was anointed, and I find, instead of praying for the anointing for three hours before every time I preached, hoping it would show up, I just decided to say, I'm anointed. The Bible says, I am anointed. Are you anointed? Yes. Do you have a goosebump? Not one. But I'm anointed, praise God. Do you feel anointed? Not at all. But the Bible says I'm anointed. And the more I got in hook with that, when it was time to preach, the power in me to back up the authority that I was releasing in agreement with the Word of God, the anointing would come up out of the inside of me upon me to teach, to preach, to lay hands, to knock people down, to do whatever God wants to do. But the authority and the power go together. Are you following me? That's why if I'm just a sinner saved by grace, the anointing can't help you. I just got lack, will never have enough money. God can't help you. The power is only released when you're in agreement with God, with your declarations and what you're thinking and what you're saying. That releases the anointing on the inside of you. How about when you get people born again? You can lead them. You can say, hey, Jesus loves you, and he wants you to go to heaven. They say, yeah. And he died for you and suffered for you, and you have your sins forgiven. Yeah. Uh, all you got to do is confess a prayer to Jesus your Lord, and you can get saved. Yeah. And you say, okay, repeat after me. How many of you do the repeat after me? How many know that's good? And you just say, well, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I'm sorry for all my sins. And as of this point, I am saved. And they'll say, and uh, I am saved. Bang! All at once, what happened? They agreed with God, and the anointing came out of the inside of them and just hit that thing. And all at once, they're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. But they had to get to the end result and agree with God that salvation was already provided. That's why you have them confess that. As of this point, I am Save boom out of the inside of them comes the anointing of God all at once. They're a new creation in Christ Jesus. This is the way your whole growth goes. Yes, yes. Are you blessed? Well, I'd like to be. Well, you're not gonna be. See? Are you blessed? Yes, I'm blessed. Why? Because the Bible says he has blessed me with all power and all wisdom and, and the the bad thing about it is authority would work if everybody would agree with authority. So you got a policeman, and a policeman has authority, and a policeman tells you to stop. How many know if a policeman tells me to stop, I'm going to stop? How many know there's some people, when they say stop, they think it means run? <laughs> Must be a different language that we're dealing with here. But they say stop, and they run. See, there's renegades. There's criminals. There's people out there that will not submit to authority. So what do they have? They have power to back up their authority. And in a policeman, he's got something called a gun. Even if you won't listen to them, they have power behind their authority to make you yield to basically the authority that they have in your life because they have authority. So people may say no to the badge. They may say no to the uniform. But how many of you know most of them will say yes to the gun? And most of us, though, to have the gun with the authority, the authority in your life is what pulls the trigger on your gun. 
You can have a gun. You can be full of the power of God walking with Jesus. You're praising worship and you're in the word and everything. You got this gun. But when you speak something in line with authority of God, it releases that anointing on the inside of you and it triggers your gun. Are you following me? That's why they're so important. It's important for you to know who you are. It's important for you to know, know what God has done for you. It's important for all these things because when you release these things, the ability of God carries them out for you. You don't have to do it. That's why if you keep every promise of God in the future, you'll never get them. You'll be like well, that horse that has the carrot come down in front of them and they just keep walking. And they can't ever get the thing. Why is that? Because it's out here. I'm going to be blessed. Someday I just know it. I'm going to, I'm going to be blessed. I just know it. I'm going to be blessed. Well, the anointing can't back up. I'm going to be blessed. The anointing can back up. I'm blessed based on the word of God. So as I say, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing. Well, you don't look like you got any money. I don't matter what I look like because I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, praise God. Well, do you have a nice car? No, but I'm blessed with every spiritual What am I doing? I'm releasing the anointing on the inside of me to go to work to back up that word of authority and agreement, and that anointing will go to work and blow things out of your life. Let me tell you, this will never work. I see it on mom all the time. Have you ever watch that show, mom? That is weird. But anyway, they, they go to the... Uh, place like over here and they say hi I'm, I'm Tom an alcoholic I'm Joe an alcoholic I'm Bill an alcoholic well how is the anointing going to set you free from what you're claiming it's not even in line with God when he said he's already delivered you out of the kingdom of darkness and broke all the powers of darkness off of you but you continue to confess something else there's no anointing there to help you in that situation you're just going to have to fight your whole life to try to get out of that mess but if you simply say I was an alcoholic but now I've been set free, praise God, and I've been delivered from alcoholism. I don't care if you break one open. I'm delivered from alcohol. I want you to know Jesus set me free. Praise God, I'm delivered. One of these days, the anointing on the inside of you is going to come out of you and blow that taste and that addiction right out of your mouth and out of your life, and it's all done by the Spirit of God on the inside of you backing up. What are you doing? You're, pulling the, you're shooting a gun, praise God. So we got all this authority, but we're not pulling the trigger, basically because we're not staying aligned with the Word of God. And we've got all this power. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. We're not just talk, talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost. We're not talking about that. You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And the Holy Ghost may be around for a long time, but he's not old, and he not lost any of his power. And you do not get power of it on the inside of you. Is God himself who lives in there who's begging with you to release some of him on the inside of you. You walk in love? I'm trying to. I'm doing my best to love everybody. No, the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Are you a lover? Oh, am I a lover? Woohoo! Look up lover in the dictionary and my picture will be there. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. What are you doing? Now you're in agreement with the Word of God. You're releasing your authority and the anointing will help you walk in love. And pretty soon you'll make the mistakes you've been making. And as soon as you make them, the Holy Ghost will say, mm, mm, mm. you a lover. You don't do those things. And you'll say, that's right. And you'll repent right away. And then pretty soon, before you do them, this is when it gets good, before you do something stupid, just about when you're going to, the Holy Ghost will stop you. Whew. And you'll pull back just in time, and you'll not do that then. It'll block it off, and you'll do it. What is it? That's growth, do you see? First, you lived offended and didn't care. You lived in unforgiveness, and that's just the way it is. That's what they did to me, praise God. And you, if you knew what they did to me, you'd be offended too. But since you're not offended, I'm offended at you too, and I'm offended at you, and 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 you, I got a list of offended people right here. My... <laughs> see? But then you find out you can't live that way. So I was, hey. I'm, I don't get offended anymore, praise God. I don't do this. I'm the most patient person in the whole world, praise God. I do this. And what do you do? You're slowly coming out of that, but you're not coming out of it by you, you know, people. I've always had an anger problem. 
Well, get rid of the thing, for God's sakes. I'm fighting it. I count to ten now. One, two, three. No, just proclaim that you are no longer an angry person, that you're a new species of being, you're a new creation, and as you do that, the anointing of God on the inside of you will come up and rule over your emotions and your feelings. See, that's where our battle is in the natural realm and what we see and our feelings and our emotions, what they want to do. And it says in the Bible, in Hebrews, that your feelings and emotions will actually come in line with the word of God if you practice it enough. Pretty soon you'll get offended and won't feel good rather than feeling good about being offended. What's happening? You're changing on the inside. You're doing that how? By the miracle working power of God himself. There is power on the inside of you. That power has to be released. So when, when I was a father and I'm growing up and I got two young little boys, I mean, you know, I had authority over them. I've got authority in my family. So basically, if it's time to go to bed and I'd say, go to bed, and they didn't go to bed, how I many you know I had a power behind that called a stick? <laughs> I had this little wooden thing here to enforce my authority if they would not obey what was going on. And how many times, many times if you use that power one time, you won't have to use it again. Your authority will be enough. You say, go to bed, they goeth to bed. After that, because you prove that you have power behind the authority that you have. Now, how many, you know, it gets 9 o'clock at night, and I'd walk out and say, boys, it'd be nice if you went to bed right now. I'm hoping you go to bed right now. How many know that's not going to do any good? See, that's not a clear-cut word of God. That's not an authoritative word. That's a wishy. That's a hopey. That's a, and that's where we've been. I wish God would heal me. I wish God would bless me. I'm sure hoping he does. None of that stuff releases the anointing of God on the inside of you because that's not a word of God. That's a word of your feelings and your emotions. I sure hope it happens. I sure hope it takes place. I sure hope it goes good. Praise God. So notice there's power you've got on the inside of you, but that power has to be released. That's why when I lay hands on people up here, I usually say something, fire, uh, touch. Uh, what am I doing? I'm releasing the authority. The power of God on the inside of me will carry out what I say to do. So when we lay hands on people, we expect the power of God to flow out of me. I expect it to do something, whether they need healing, whatever they need to do, whether it's a joy or whatever. I'll speak a word. I just won't go up. Silent prayer. Read my mind, Lord. <laughs> See, it's got to be. And, and here's the problem the church does. Well, God going to do it. God going to go change this and God going to go change that. Notice the power never goes without the exousia. So if there's no authority being done, God ain't going to do nothing. See, you're the one in authority down here. You're the one that's been given the authority. God can't do it without your authority and your release of the word of God in your life. So basically, something hits your body. What am I going to do? I'm going to say, I'm healed. I feel like crap, but I'm healed. Praise God. I'm healed. What am I doing? I'm keeping what's in me availability to come through me to drive the sickness out of my body. Are you following me? I'm sick. I'm down and out. I'm getting worse. I'm this or that. Isn't going to release the anointing on the inside of you. So you're basically on your own in the natural. And how many know if you got the Holy Ghost, there's no sense living. No sense living in the natural. We can live above the natural realm by the power of God that's on the inside of us. That's when in Luke 24, when the disciples, Jesus was just about to leave and he said, don't go anywhere until I send you the power of God from heaven that will be released on you. Why? Because all they had at that time was the authority, but the power was comething to get on the inside of them to back up their authority. So the authority that you had is for every, is to receive your divine nature. The more you agree with God for your divine nature, you're a loving person, you're a blessed person, you're an anointed person, you're a good person. You're, the more you agree with the, the more the anointing will help you do those things in your life, praise God. So, but the anointing's got to be released, but it's got to be done by the power of God. I mean, in the United States, if it's not obeyed, it has power behind it. It has an army behind it, basically. So what do we have? We have been given authority. Exousia, we have been given the dunamis of God. The two go hand in hand. Sometimes you don't even need the power 
the authority works all by itself. In other words, when Jesus, when Satan came to Jesus, Jesus never released any power. He just said, it is, it is, and it is. He didn't release any power. He didn't do anything. He said, hey, this is what it says. Here's my authority. This is what it said. And the devil, how many know, leaveth him for a season to wish it would say for good? Well, it don't. It says for a season. So he had the authority. He knew how they used the authority. All right, go to Luke chapter 4. This is why it's important for you to teach your kids who they really are so they believe who they really are and as they claim who they really are think like who they are act like who they are the anointing on the inside will make them who they do you see what I mean oh you're so stupid well just wait just wait you haven't seen how stupid stupid could get you see I'm just so stupid mom told me I'm so stupid yeah well just keep confessing that gone with it you'd be the dumbest person in the world you confess it enough see because it all depends what you believe. That's why your identity is so very important in your life, who God has made you and what he's provided for you. And they've come in and said, well, that's not humility. You're, you're being proud by claiming all these stuff. No, my God, he paid for them. You're just, you get a Christmas gift this year. I can't take that. I'm, I don't want to be proudful. You snatch that thing up, rip the ribbon off the thing. Come on now. You don't even think about pride. Doesn't even in your mind, does it? Pride, nothing. I got me a gift, praise God. And I'm going for it. the same way. God's given us all these gifts. He's paid for them in full and given them to him. Why not receive the things, for goodness sakes, and activate and live in those things? All right, Luke chapter 4. Look at verse 30. But he was passing through the midst of them, and he went his way. And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with and in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and with power he commands the unclean spirits and what do they do they come out so here we see an example basically how many know when Jesus was preaching with authority he was preaching in line with the father he wasn't making up stories he wasn't telling you to wish or hope for this he was telling you what the father has guaranteed to them and basically they get it. he was giving them a clear-cut word say a clear-cut word there's wishy-washy words and there's clear-cut words you want to stay in clear-cut words all the time not God might God could, maybe God will, but God has. Yes. In other words, God has already provided it for you. This is what's been done for you. Not God will heal you, God healed you, praise God. God has prospered you, God fills you, glory to God. And the word of authority basically means God means business. And I'll tell you, when you get into the place where you're preaching the word of authority, you're going to make people mad. Just the way it is, because some people don't want to hear a clear-cut word of authority. Some people don't want to hear that these things have been given. Some people don't want to hear about they've been blessed, healed, and delivered. They, they think it's all up to God yet, and whatever God wants to do, God can do. But notice, a clear-cut word makes you make a decision. Amen. I mean, you know, if you're driving down the street, and you're not paying attention, and you run a red light, and all, once flashers come on behind you, that police officer's not asking you if you would pull over. He's not saying, would you like to pull over? No, those lights mean you better get your hind end over because I'm coming after you. See, what is that? That's a clear-cut word, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
Them flashes come on. You know the time, time to make a decision and time to do something. Well, it's the same way with God. We're in a place now where we need a clear-cut word. Have you ever... Mashiach. Have you ever come to church and maybe I didn't feel like coming to church that day and you felt a little down and you're going to praise and worship, yeah, and all this. But then you heard the word and the clear-cut word of who you are and what God has done for you and the power of God in your life, the anointing of God in your And all once you got up 45 minutes later and you felt like you were looking for every devil in the entire world, praise God, because you were jacked up. Pray. What happened? The clear-cut word came. It released that anointing on the inside. It's been laying there dormant. And it shook up that anointing on the inside and bless God. Now, you do, were you hoping you run into a devil at lunch? <laughs> Come on. And you're no longer down and out. You're no longer sad. No, bless God, you are fired up, praise God, because something, that's who I am. That's right, I forgot. That's who I, bless God, I'm a man of God. I walk in the power of God. Hallelujah. Watch out, Enoch. Here I come. Glory to God. <laughs> See, what did it do? It changed who you are on the inside of you. It stirred up things that you have forgotten. That's why faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the word of God, basically. So Jesus is there. He's preaching a clear-cut word, and all at once this guy with a demon in him cries out in the back. How many know he didn't say hallelujah? He didn't say praise Jesus. No, he said something else. So what did Jesus do? Jesus just didn't stop the authority. He released that authority and power. The Bible says Jesus rebuked him. The Bible says here that he says, hold thy peace and come out. You look up other translations, he said, shut up and come out of him. Another one says, muzzle up and come out of him. I like that, muzzle up, praise God, and come out of him. What was he doing? Not only had he used the word of authority, but now he's using the anointing and the power on the inside of him. And by speaking that authoritative word, it released the power in, and the man basically got free of the devil on the inside of him. How many of you know that guy probably just didn't come in that day with the devil? He'd probably been coming there for... Come on, who knows how long? You may be coming to that place for 15 years with that devil, just riding around on the inside of him. And they said, well, you could be delivered. You may be delivered. You never know if God's going to deliver you, but he may deliver you because we don't know what God's going to do. How many you know that ain't going to set you free of nothing? It'll probably add to your dilemma. So no, basically it was a clear-cut word. What did it do? It stirred something up on the inside of him. He was coming that way the whole time, many times, but Jesus all at once did. And you follow the ministry of Jesus... Jesus never took a long time to set somebody free. He didn't put his hand on them and pray for three and a half minutes of what was wrong, what God should do right, what God said he would do right. No, he just walks down the street and says, be clean. Walks over and says, be made whole. Walks up to this guy and says, come out. Walks up to this and pick up your bed and walk Walks up this and stretch out your hand. What was he doing? He was convinced of the authority that he had, the will of God in that situation, and he knew there was enough power on the inside of him to bring to pass if the person would just do what he said to do. Now, how I many if he walked up, that guy said, well, if you'd like to try, stretch your hand out, and maybe we'll have to see what God wants to do. He may be busy today. But if he's not, he may heal your hand. You never know. Oh, he said, stretch out your hand. And I was scared the guy probably and it just came out, you know. He was going to listen to what Jesus said. He, he didn't give him a th- chance to think about anything. A guy coming down and left it, be clean. He turns around and walks away. And it all takes place. Why? He had the authority. He continued to pull the trigger. And every time he pulled the trigger, the anointing on the inside of him would come out and would set people free. So on a daily basis, you are releasing authority. You know, unless you're not talking. Unless you're obeying, be still and know that I am God. 
which isn't happening, right? So we're talking. So we don't want to get off into a place where we're talking all our problems, all this, all that, all that. No, we want to stay on the word of God to stir up that anointing on the inside of them and release that anointing. All right, go to John chapter 1. It's where we started several weeks ago. We came all the way around in a circle. The more you learn about who you are, we taught it a couple weeks ago, in Christ, in other words, who did you become because of what Christ did, the greater your authority will be. The more you understand of who Christ is in you, the more power you will have on the inside of you. You're in Christ, and he is in you. You become one together. All right, John chapter 1, look at verse 12. But as many as received him, how many of you have? To them gave he power or authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So I get born again, and I don't really know anything. Uh, just born again, I'm just happy. You know, the grass is greener, the water is bluer. Jesus loves me, everything's doing great. I start getting in this word, and I start seeing who I really am and what he did for me and how this changed. And at first, you know, even in my life at least, when I saw something really spectacular in the word, I always thought it was for the man of God and not for me. You ever do that? Oh, yeah, that guy's righteous there on TV. My God, anointed? Woohoo! Is he anointed on TV? And that guy's, an, I never applied it to me. See, God so loved the world. Everybody knows that scripture. He gave his only begotten son. But most people who are saying it don't know that God so loved the world, he gave them for him. See, and if it doesn't become personal to you, you're not going to receive it. You're going to be glad for everybody else, but you ain't going to receive it. So when I started seeing that I was healed, when I started seeing I was anointed, when I started seeing I was righteous, when I started doing these things, basically I went to the Holy Ghost and I said, whenever I speak something out of line with the agreement of God or my authority, please convict me. If you don't want convicted, bad prayer. (laughs) Because he'll do it. He wants to do it. This is what he's doing. He's trying to grow you up. He's trying to bring you in a place where you can man, be a manifestation of the sons of God. So I started agreeing with things, whether I felt like it or not. I started proclaiming things, whether I felt like it or not. Whether I believed it or not, I still was coming out my mouth, and I was still studying. It became more and more real to me on the inside until it became natural to me on the inside. It came to a point to where somebody would say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'd go, oh, God. Oh, I hate that. How can you say that? We're just trying to do our best, but we're never going to have enough money. Oh, please don't say that. You're hurting me. Don't do that. Well, we're probably so sick, we're going to die. Oh, don't say that. But at first you'd say, yeah, you probably are. Or yeah, you probably never have any money. You know, when I first got saved, I didn't know any of this stuff. So it was a gradual growing, gradual renewing of my mind, gradual understanding to allow the anointing to work in my mouth by the agreement of the authority that was on the inside of me. So what do I do? I want to claim that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. And when I confess that, then the ability, the dunamis power, which is power and ability on the inside of you, gives you the ability to walk in righteousness with his power, not your efforts. Your efforts will get you nowhere. Just mess you up. So I'm the righteousness of God. I am anointed. I figured out I am healed. Not I hope to be healed. I was healed. I hope to be blessed. I hope. You got to get into that place where you know the clear cut word. Say clear cut word. And like I say, a clear cut word makes people mad. It makes them mad, but they don't understand that's what will deliver them in their situation, basically. So you learn the clear cut word, you start walking in your own life, then you start using it in your own life because you have authority and you have power. Say, I have exousia, authority. And I have power, power. dunamis. Dunamis. 
They're on the inside of you. Now, what do I do about dunamis power? I walk with God on a daily basis. The closer your walk is with him, the more dunamis will be released out of the inside of you. You can't forget about God for weeks at a time and forget about the word and forget about everything and walk in this type of lifestyle. This has to be your desire to do these things. That's why, you know, God gave us the walk with God, I guess, last week. I don't know why he brought it in and dropped it down, but, you know, you can see things come together after a while. He not only wants us to grow up, he wants us to walk with him. Why? Not only do we need the authority of the word of God where we're growing in our identity, but we also have the power to back up every single thing we have. So like a policeman, you have authority this morning. You may have been misusing, misdirecting, using in the wrong direction, but you have authority this morning in every single area of your life. You have authority over your kids. You should proclaim. My kids are taught by the Lord, and great is their peace, and they're mighty upon this earth. Well, they don't look like it. I don't care. They're taught by the Lord. Great is their peace. They're mighty upon the earth. Well, they're not doing what they're right. Hey, I train them up in the way that they should go, bless God. And when they get older, they're going to do what they're supposed to do, because that's what the Word of God says. I'm not going to say, you're right. They'll probably both be in jail by tomorrow. See, they don't need that help. There's enough of the world to help them do that stuff. No, I'm going to proclaim the word of God, praise God. Train them up, whatever they do. Now, it's going to work, see? You want to stay on that list right there. Stay on what God has said about every situation. Allow that spirit of God to go to work. Allow the anointing on the inside of you to go to work on other people's lives. Why? Because that's the way the kingdom of God operates, just like that. That's where the power comes. That's where the deliverance comes. You never see Jesus complaining about something. You never see him saying, well, I just ain't going to make it. I just can't do it. No, Jesus says, I am. I am the bread of life. I am this. I am that. I am as big in your life. Because what you believe you am is going to release the anointing on the inside of you or not release the anointing. And you need the anointing to live. Everything you do is not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord who's where? On the inside of you. Yep. See, not up here someplace, not coming down someplace. So basically just line up with your authority. Get a little, I mean, there's cards probably still back there. There's different cards back there that have scriptures, just scriptures on them to tell you who you are and what you can do and what God said about you in this. I mean, pull them out and read them. They probably take you three minutes, five minutes just to read through the thing the first day. And I mean, you, you get to read them, and read them and read them. You get to about three weeks. Not once you'll, you'll be gone. You start, I'm a son of God. God loves me. I be created in righteousness and holiness. About the third week, you'll be going, I'm a son of God. I've been created in righteousness and truth. Well, that's right, devil. That's what I said. That's what I believe. That's what's on this card. You heard me. You heard me. See, it changes on the inside. It starts to become a reality on the inside of you. You start to walk in that thing. Then you can help other people walk in it at the same time. You can not only become a disciple, but you can then go on to make other disciples. And that's what it's all about. That's what Jesus said to do. Go and make disciples. Say disciples. disciples. Hallelujah. Say, I have authority. I have power in my life. I choose to walk in agreement with the Word of God and with God. I choose not to be led by what I see, what I feel, what I sense, but the Word of God. I will release a clear-cut, authoritative Word in every area of my life, and the anointing on the inside of me, will go to work and continue to work in every area of my life. I am growing from childhood stage to a son in God, and I will do the manifestations of the Son of God. Heal the sick, cast out devils, speak in tongues, walk in love, live in righteousness, victory 100% of the time all the time, because I know who I am. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.